This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Shitty Salads and Fries. Hey there, do you want to eat healthy? Do you really want to eat healthy? In this world of the whole fucking internet and all kinds of worldwide political strife, we know eating healthy is not an option. So we created the food truck that allows you to feel healthy while actually giving you giving into those greasy high-calorie cravings your body's trauma response is requesting. With every order, we'll box up a lifeless, flavorless salad with toppings we know you'll hate and a dressing you can't stand, and pair that with the delicious mouth-watering side of the greasiest, tastiest garlic cheese fries so you can spend the 30 seconds you need to convince yourself you tried to order healthy before jumping into some of the best goddamn fries you've ever had. Is that truffle oil? Hell yeah, because at Shitty Salads and Fries, we know what you really mean when you say, I think I'll have the salad. I... (laughs) I prefer to leave the word shit out of my restaurant name, <laughs> typically. Oh my gosh, it's 2023 and the BVK podcast is still alive somehow. Mm. We're still alive, guys. Well, we're here. You know, <laughs> if you, you guys hear that like wonderful like industrial noise in the background? Mm. Does anybody hear that? I hear it. We're really in a warehouse right now. We are in, well, not, not a warehouse. That's what we're it in is. A brew house. A brew house. Okay. All right. A brew house that's in a warehouse. <laughs> that's probably more specific. <laughs> yeah, uh, folks, we were at the uh, the Last Call Brewery. You've, ta- you've heard us talk about the Last Call Tap Room, uh, but this time we are at the Last Call Brewery because we are here with our friends Walter and Liza and Jake, and they have been gracious enough to allow us to join them as we make bvk ipa untitled yeah it's the the working title is what was the dumb thing that you guys made up electric boogaloo yeah Yeah. that i was like i was like oh that's kind of funny and then you guys were like yeah there's like eight thousand beers with that name yeah yeah definitely yeah it's still a work in progress but we are making um the 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 second batch we were told today that we have to walk out of here with a name you know so oh we have to think of it today yeah walter's like Uh, yeah no you're not leaving here until it's this fucker's named yeah, Walter is here on the mic. Walter, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? Uh, it's brewing beer. Yeah, I'm at work and talking to you guys. You guys did all the work this morning, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so far we've already hoisted about uh, 700 pounds of grain, maybe, something yeah. like that. Greenville was 770, 770 pounds yeah. of yeah. grain. We, yeah. we, we stirred the pot a little bit. I lifted 100 pounds of that. I'm pretty happy we've, Yeah, that. we've all got our, our, our little uh, pump going right now. Make sure I get my credit for that. Veins are, <laughs> are, are flexing and I'm stuff sw- like that. I'm swole as fuck. <laughs> Z- uh, Scotch has got, you know, a, a nice little uh, rundown through his uh, lower regions, like a little drip, a little sweat drip. Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <What>? Damn. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know this, Brad? Damn. Does. You talk about your farming days all the time. This, uh, you got some marzipan going on there? That was full of hops. <laughs> a little and- marzipan <laughs> with hops okay. and oats. This beer is going to be extra salty. <laughs> 
<laughs> just the things you want to think about when you're uh, your your broom. Yeah, when you're hoisting a BVK IPA 2.0. Yeah, just know what's in that. Yeah, deliciousness. Mm. <laughs> all right, folks. Just green hops, water, and yeast. That's it. That's all that's in it. <laughs> that's all that's in it. As the as the brewer of said beer, there's no uh, and, pan. and the the <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears, and other fucking <laughs> bodily functions of uh, the BBK crew here. It's a, it's a signature of the beer. Um, I'm, I'm I'm stoked to have you guys back in here, though. It was a real man. fun time last time we did this beer, and the release was even a better time. So I'm hoping that uh, you guys get as much out of it this time as you did last time, and that uh, the release can can be just as big a party so we're we're, we're stoked to have you guys back what, thank you Thanks, what year walter do we know what year american pie came out 2000 1997 or was it late 90s yeah it was late 90s so was stifler's beer that he drank in the bedroom was that the first hazy ipa are we gonna say that <laughs> that was the first i think that was the first milkshake ipa oh yeah, yeah that was it had a little that, that had a high specific gravity right <laughs> sure kind of, kind of a, a, a nutty flavor yeah <laughs> a lot of lactose <laughs> All right, wow. go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. All right, I'm so uh, before beer. we we got it, we got a couple of housekeeping things before we get going. First off, uh, the, the BBK podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network, the network as we call it. Dun- and uh, the pot of the month this week, or this week, this month, this month, pot of month this that week. That's that almost week. as bad as uh, as uh, <laughs> the what what is it called the uh, the what the the pod network what's it called oh the deluxe edition deluxe edition network the din network yeah the din network (laughs) it's almost as bad uh but the pod of the month is uh just all of the pods that are on the deluxe edition network so we'd like to highlight two today that you know we're pretty familiar with one would be the bvk podcast which you are currently (laughs) listening to they are available on the deluxe edition network and if you're listening to this you should check out the bvk podcast for sure it's fucking good it's pretty decent it's really great and then uh we're also going to highlight our friends from the real drunks and uh those guys are putting out movie drinking drink alongs i would say uh, of movies and you've got jake and you've got matt marlowe they are doing uh some funny stuff oh and And Alyssa. i can't forget Alyssa. So we've got a, a great podcast for you to listen to. They are local. They are friends of ours. We are uh, commiserating at Last Call. You were, you were on an episode recently. All the time. I was on an episode. and we talked <laughs> All <about> the time. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about the, the movie Krampus. Yeah. Krampus, yeah, as we said. Krampus. And uh, it, was, it was a great time. So if you want to check out that pod, definitely give it a listen. They are on the Deluxe Edition Network with us. So Brad gave the... Uh, the uh, the, the su- suggestion that if your young kids were able to watch Krampus, they were ready for scarier movies, right? So yeah, hundred percent. So I took my twelve-year-old and we watched Krampus, and he the whole time like it was one of those deals where he wanted to be so cool, and uh, <laughs> like not, think it wasn't think it was not scary and say it wasn't scary, but like I kept looking over at him and he's like just like real like intently watching and like super into it and on the edge of his seat and then after the scary part would be over he'd be like that wasn't that scary I, I, that didn't scare me at all <laughs> yeah. like, all right but he, he dug it it was cool okay well that's good yeah it's it's a it's a silly movie it's it's pretty wild um but we're not talking about krampus today we are talking about the movie um very appropriately appropriate drinking buddies it's like on the nose, right? I mean, yeah, we're yeah. literally in the spot where they filmed it, I think. Yeah, I mean, so this this movie takes place uh, essentially around a brewery uh, in Chicago, or in the Chicago area at least, and uh, they, they're brewing beer, and it's about the employees that work there and their relationships, and uh, we're currently at a brewery, and we've got employees here, 
and they have relationships. <laughs> well, not, not like with each other, but you know, we don't have, know. They have we relationships don't know that. Outside. That's, that's why we brought Walter along because yeah, we, we want to find up. the inside information about this. So, um, yeah, Drinking Buddies. So, uh, how many people had seen it here already? I had never seen it. I had Me never either. seen it either. I had it's, never even. It's one of my favorites. Of I really enjoy it. But I'm a big Jake Johnson fan too. So that's that's mainly what drew me into the movie and, and then I ended up really liking it when I watched so, it. So he's the guy from New Girl, right? Correct. Dude. So have you guys have you guys all watched New Girl? Has yeah. anybody watched New Girl? On repeat. Uh, Dude, we've watched it several times. It's yeah. so fucking good. Hmm. Okay, that's the Zoe Deschanel? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's a show where I was like, I will never watch this show. And then I got I came in like in the middle of season four when my wife was watching it for like the third time and I was like Oh, this is really funny. And then we went, we've gone through it several times. It's really, really funny. Really funny. Check now, it out. Now, hearing that you're a big Jake Johnson fan, I'm kind of afraid to say this, but to me, it was just low budget Oscar Isaac. I just kept thinking <laughs> oh, of Oscar wow. Isaac the whole time. Are you thinking just looks wise? Just, looks wise. just yeah. looks wise. That is the biggest right. compliment right. to Jake Johnson that he has ever gotten. In <laughs> I'm life. just saying. He, to me, I, I, at first, I, I didn't even notice the credit because I'd never heard of this movie at all. Mm. And uh, I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't, you know, Research it at all, didn't IMDb it, and he comes out. I was like, oh, Oscar Isaac, cool. Oh, wait, no, that, that's not him. He like, does look, I'm just looking at him without like the beard. He looks like he could be like Oscar Isaac's like little brother. It's the right. eyes. The eyes yeah. definitely have yeah. like a certain look to them. So uh, that's, that's called pain. But he was great. <laughs> he, was, he was great. He was definitely, definitely uh, one of the highlights of this, this movie for sure. So, director Joe Swanberg, um, he also wrote it, and I think he has an affinity. And this is this is what I want to get into first about this. Is uh, we'll get, we'll get first takes in a second, but I just wanted to uh, for those who are, are going to watch it, just know that this movie did not have an official script. It had mostly improvised scenes. There was a loose uh, uh, grouping of ideas of how the plot would take place, but then they let the actors essentially be themselves in these scenes and. I, I, as I started watching it, I was just like, wow, this dialogue feels very real. Like, it feels like people actually having conversations. It doesn't feel like written dialogue. So I was, I, I was kind of thinking, like, well, who wrote this? Because, like, they're, they're really good at writing actual real-life talking. And then I realized, oh, actually, these are just people talking to each other. So I did not know that going in. And it kind of, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. And that's, what, that's what he's known for. Like, he, right. in his, his directing style, he wants extensive improv. Uh, and he works on small budgets. And that's kind of his 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 jam. That's what he does. I think yes. that's was that was one of my favorite parts about the film. I I didn't know that going in the very first time I watched it, mm -hmm. and as I rewatched it and I read more into the movie, and that is exactly the thought that you had, Brad was, well that that makes sense as to why all this conversation is so organic, right? Yeah. And I think that another little fun fact is every beer they had in the movie was a real beer, so they didn't they didn't drink prop beer right. and you add that to hey just kind of be yourself be the character so and, they're probably getting a little bit buzzed yeah and, it's, and it, relaxed. i think it really lets that kind of you know everyone everyone gets a little looser after two beers kind of thing right, right. so let that that dialogue really really grow organically between the characters interesting so zach you hadn't seen it so i'm gonna go to you because uh, uh i, I want to hear your take because i feel like this is not structured enough for you maybe so so that so so now that you told me that so now that you just dropped that knowledge on me that there was no real script like obviously right like <laughs> the movie is if, if you wanted to like show me a movie that fucking meanders this is the most meandering fucking movie that i've ever seen and i can't say that i hated it i didn't like it i don't like i'll get into like some themes and shit that i that i don't 
that I don't like, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie because they're very real things like the, the relationship dynamics and stuff like that. And like, you know, the sort of the like morality of, uh, some of the situations that these people are putting themselves in when they're in a relationship or out of a relationship or whatever it is, is, uh, is, is, I don't want to say problematic, but like it, it bothers me, but it's also very real and it's shit that shit that really happens. And I, and I appreciate that. Um, Olivia Wilde is amazing. Like she is so good. And if, if she was improvising that stuff and is like, you know, she's obviously the movie version of herself or whoever she is in the movie is, you know, kind of a broken person in, in my opinion. Like she's, she's got some, she's got some issues. She's got a bunch of issues going on. She, she wants to be liked. She wants to be in a relationship, but she wants to also, you know what I mean? It's like, she's, she's very, she's very conflicted. I feel like, which I, which I dig. I like that about her. I really like, um, Jake Johnson's character. I really like, I mean, I, I don't like Ron Livingston. Like, I don't think that he's good. Except in this movie, he was fucking great. He is like the ultimate. His just, I mean, if you want to talk about just letting letting your character just like stew and not say anything, like his just fucking sitting there with that shitty look on his face <laughs> is so good to me. Like he is, I know dudes like that, that are just like, you know, just like, oh yeah, you know, when Sisyphus was pushing the boulder up the hill, I just like to picture him with a smile on his face because, you know, hard work can be really rewarding. And I'm just like, oh my God. He fucking gives her like a Nietzsche book or some shit. Like, I just, oh my God. He's unbelievably douchey and fucking probably right into that character. I I, I, I have more thoughts, but I, I can't say that I loved it, but I definitely didn't hate it. And at the beginning, I was like, I'm going to hate this fucking movie because it was like really not going anywhere fast. Um, but at the end, I, I see the sort of the character arc that they were going for. I see, I see what they were looking for. I think it could have been done better, maybe with a little bit more structure, but it wasn't terrible by any means. Scotchy. Yeah. I, you know, I said, I, I hadn't heard of this movie. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't want to spoil it by watching a trailer. I wish I would have at least looked at the genre because the title made me think it was a comedy. Me too, buddy. <clears throat> and... I was expecting something else and I'm sitting there the whole time waiting for laughs, which isn't fair to the movie. Because you know? there was none. But yeah. And and so it was a drama and it's and it's real and, and like you mentioned, the the realness of these characters. Um I didn't realize I, I didn't do the research about the director till after, so I didn't know it was improvised either. They're super believable and but it's an uncomfortable level the 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 cheating well, you know, not really physical cheating, but just the whole everything going on. Debatable, but yeah. Felt so, yeah, I mean, it is, it is cheating, you know, and there was some physical stuff too, but it felt so real. It was super uncomfortable, which I don't particularly love a movie like that. But by the end, it wrapped up in a way that I really liked and respected. And it's not a, a rewatch necessarily for me. I, I did actually watch it twice. Um, just to make sure that I was in the right frame of mind the second time. And, um, you know, again, I, I didn't love it, didn't hate it by any means. It was just kind of a movie that happened about, it was like a character piece, you know, just kind of talking about relationships. And it was, it was good, um, and I love the actors that are in it. I don't necessarily love how a couple of them were used. Um, I, I wanted something different from them, mostly Anna Kendrick. Um, I wanted more from her because I'm just kind of used to it particular thing with her i guess but that's not their fault i think that it works for the movie so i like I the way i like the way you describe it as a movie that happened yeah because <laughs> it's kind of like 
a story that somebody would tell you like right. in 10 minutes they would tell you like oh man and then yeah no they went to the cabin and fucking yeah it was weird and, and they, the camera yeah. style tries to, to to do that as well it's supposed to be kind of almost like documentary-ish yes. like it's the, the camera movements and things where it feels like you're just kind of like jumping in on people's conversations and the way it cuts like sometimes where it just kind of jumps to like the next scene and it's like there's not really any transition at all it's just like yeah. oh, boom now I, all of a sudden you're just hearing there's a couple talk. of awkward and i understand they have, you know they have a small budget and there's probably editing and whatever but the jump from them meeting in a bar to going to a cabin together was like the next scene yeah and i almost <laughs> needed one more little of them like kind of knowing each other of hanging out mm -hmm. and having dinner or something first because i was i was really confused i was like dude they just met like they're going on a double date and then they're going like splitting up pairs like right yeah. off the bat we're gonna talk about that yeah that <laughs> was really odd to me now walter before i get to you i, I do want to say that you uh i think judged the most romantic gestures is that correct i with, with i think along with my my wife was kind of the main judge, okay yeah but yeah yeah I was and, and you that. brought up so the only thing i knew about drinking but is that you brought up the the scene at the end where he gets her a beer and they sit down and, and then they kind of like share each other's little food like back and forth and you couldn't you consider that one of the uh, a, a great romantic gesture and I, and I like that now seeing that that scene I was waiting for that scene because I was like when's that gonna happen and like what's gonna be the circumstances like it's gonna be after like they have like a like a, a, a night together or whatever didn't definitely not what I expected when I got to that scene so that was I, it was kind of cool like I, I was like okay it's way different than I thought it was gonna be yeah so that that romantic gesture I guess it's it's can be seen as not fully romantic it's more of like a hey it's, we something fucked up in our friendship let's fix it um but but i do think that that they're into each other and that's i think that's pretty apparent throughout the right. movie and i i it's like a, so my wife and i we we were friends and then you know we were a thing and we weren't a thing and you know we, we had to like navigate a friendship before we ended up being in a relationship and i think that gesture of hey we're getting back to where we were is their way of taking a step towards, hey, maybe we can do this relationship thing the right way if we ever want to try it out. But let's at least get back to where we were and have a beer together. You know, like that's that's kind of how I took that is, I guess maybe not romantic in the sense that, oh, I, I love you so much as you wish, but it's romantic in the sense that I really care about this person and I really want to make sure that we, we repair whatever damage might have been done to our to our relationship. So I think there's two things going on there. I think that like the romantic gesture in this movie is him helping her move, right? His like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, you know, what does she say? Something about like horror movies are made of, with people moving, like or something like that. Like that's the worst shit ever. He right. hurts himself, all that stuff. He's like sacrificing his body and his, you know, sort of like his moral compass to help her move because, you know, obviously he has like there's there's an end game for him. Right in the you know he's got a plan, and that plan is going to come to fruition after the romantic dinner that he's planning on taking. Yeah, exactly. Her he's like, I'm going to help her move. I'm going to be the hero. Yep. And then at the end, we're going to have a nice dinner. We're going to have some atmosphere. We have some beers. And then it's going to happen. Then it's probably going to make us. And move. then exactly. And then and but unfortunately, and that's why he gets so upset when that plan gets thwarted. Which I, I think it speaks to like him being a brewmaster. The fact that a brewing is a very step by step process, and right. it's like you need to start here and you have Even to follow the steps. People make plans and they follow through on them. Right, says and, it very angrily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it speaks something to it by his character is that like he's a good brewer because he knows I do this step, I do this step, and then this is at the end we get the finished product. Unfortunately, he's forgetting about the step where he breaks up with his girlfriend. Right, that's kind of that he's like we kind of avoid that. So, so that, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that as far as him being structured and all that stuff. I, 
I just saw it as we just saw a glimpse of what it would really be like to be dating and how she couldn't handle the blood. He's just like, just fucking get something, you know, whatever. He freaked out on her. And, and the whole veil of the fun, flirtation, all that stuff turned into reality for a second. And that's when I go, oh, shit, these guys wouldn't work together. I don't think they would. So I think you're right. And I think that that's what makes Olivia Wilde's character step back. Right. Is that she's, that you're, you're right. The fun flirtiness goes away for a half a second. Yep. And that's all she wants. She wants the yeah. fun all the time, the flirtiness all the time, all that. That's what she's in for. As soon as it gets real, she's out immediately. Well, well let's, she, let's break that down because I, that, I think that's an important part of the movie is, is thinking about what happens in the future from this, this point. Um, because all of us who have been in relationships, it's like you do get that first moment where this person who you've put kind of on a pedestal, yes. all of a sudden they, they, they fall off and you're like, oh, fuck, like... But then how you respond to that, how right. you react to that, can you can you live with that? That becomes the 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 part of, of building that relationship. Right. So do you think they just got scared for a second and then eventually they're gonna be, you know what, we can make this work in the long run? I, I feel like they do end up getting it together. I, I don't think he can marry Anna Kendrick. Yeah. I just I just think he's gonna realize that's just not the game for me. I, I think that's what that, that beer at the end is. It's hey, like yeah, you were you couldn't help me in this situation and you freaked out and I got pissed off at you for it, but you can still drink my beer. You know, like it's, it's like a, Hey, like we, we can, we saw the, that glimpse of, of how opposite they were in that situation. Yeah. But I think that part of that kind of builds a great relationship. Okay. I know what your, Mm -hmm. what your uh, shortcomings are. You know what mine are. Let's, or what triggers you, what triggers you and and we can, we can navigate that. But maybe I'm just being a little bit of a, uh, a fanboy of the movie and a fanboy of, uh, of their relationship. And there's parts of that in dynamic of it that just, that really, that really like both characters come off shitty to me. Like he comes Mm -hmm. off shitty for like making her feel bad. She says it. She's like, I'm a single, I'm a single woman. Don't slut shame me for doing whatever I want to do. I'm a, you're the one in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And it, he comes off shitty for that. Like for, for sort of making her feel bad for doing whatever she wants to do. Right. But she comes off shitty for like sort of fucking gaslighting him into thinking that she doesn't know what she's been doing for the past fucking however long, like yeah. the flirting yeah. and the yeah. fucking laying down with them. Yeah. And all she that was the shit. big spoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. That was like, I was like, all right, bitch, I get it that you're angry. <laughs> right, bitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get it that you're, I get it that you're single and that you're the one that's technically not doing anything wrong, but you're still, I mean, I just, they're both, it's it's just there's so many layers to it especially when you i mean and you can also consider like the unhappy nature of his relationship with anna kendrick or her relationship with uh with fucking uh livingston right like there's so many layers to that type of shit and like the the quick way that anna kendrick like goes outside of her relationship right like yeah that shit happened quick like and i don't know if that was editing or if that was on purpose or or if that was what they were intending but like she's looking for a way out like and then i wanted to bring this up later but i'll bring it up now like i've got a thousand dollars that says she didn't never went to costa rica she went to dude's house and fucking was there for like four days or whatever and then realized that you know maybe he wasn't prince charming and fucking came back and then put on the whole oh i have to tell you something but didn't tell the whole story right you know what i mean like well yeah call. yeah that's like i got that exact same i think vibe from that from from that situation it, it seems like she it seems like uh the the dynamic of both relationships is that they're in ones that they don't necessarily love 
but they kind of are already in them. It's comfortable, right? It's very comfortable, yeah. and they want to seemingly be in, in different ones. Olivia Wilde is, when you mentioned, I'm not doing anything wrong. I, I'm single. I can do what I want. Right. But with the guy who works right next to the guy who obviously is fawning over you, yes. like that, that I think is a little bit of a punch in the gut, and I think more than anything in that situation in the movie, that's why Jake Johnson is like, that guy? Yeah. Really? That like that guy? I, I, I got vibes from from Ron Livingston in Office Space where he's like Lumberg. You <laughs> fucked Lumberg. Yeah. Her her pretending that like that he has no that he shouldn't be mad or like that she had no idea that he would be upset or like her like sort of gaslighting of him of like oh what what do you mean I'm single blah 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 I can do whatever I want like it was like okay yeah and it's like that but yeah. that guy really it's not just a guy it's right. the guy that I've got to now go to work with and I got to talk to this hang dude out with this guy yeah. and I saw him I see him drinking beers after work all the time like that guy really I think that's the crux of why he felt so shitty about that mm-hmm. is he also then had to continue to be reminded of it because that's a guy that hangs out in their friend group. Their drunken flirting about having the same legs was like the only <laughs> comedy in this movie to me. I thought it was really funny and like really realistic. Like that's totally something that people would like flirt about. And the guys like, the guys like got some strong like Pete Davidson vibes to me. Like real tall skinny dude that just like is too cool for school. And he's just like, whatever, you know, girls want to fuck me. And fucking. <laughs> and then he pulls Olivia Wilde. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> my point. <laughs> Um, I, I joked with my, my wife last night as we were watching this. I said, I, and once I had found out about the, the script thing, I was like, it seems like the script was basically like introverts with introvert, extroverts with extrovert, or uh, introverts with extrovert, introverts with extrovert. Let's put them together and see how they mingle. And it's like the extroverts obviously immediately kind of like magnetized towards each other and the, the introverts kind of magnetized towards each other. And it's like, but would that be able to last? Right. And, and it's wild is that they, they all, especially at the cabin, they all seem extremely comfortable not being with their partner and their partner being right. with the other person. Because they don't want to be yeah. with their and partner. And it's, it, it's so... It, that, when I first watched the film, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is going to end in the Hollywood happy way where they leave or they realize they want to be with the opposite person and then right. they go along the merry way. But no, they said they get back and they're comfortable, right? And they that's the part that that's realistic and that, about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That, that is true. Um, so... Drinking with actually before we get into that, I, I did want to talk about um, this movie gets really deep into the brewing industry. I mean, I think surprisingly, like there's a lot of kind of like in-depth talk about brewing and and you get to see them at work a lot. Walter, as a as a brewer, like how did you feel about the? Uh, was it realistic? Did they did they were you were they using the proper lingo? Like, did it feel like they'd done some good research on on how breweries run? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I think that the the fact that they they filmed this in an actual brewery in Chicago helped. I think a lot of the, the cast even worked at the brewery for a bit um, when they were when they were getting ready for and filming this movie. So they got into it. They didn't walk into a brewery, film some scenes, and pretend to be a brewer. They did some brewery work. Uh, they they were in a brewery. They were around it. And I believe Olivia Wilde's character was based off a real-life head brewer at Revolution Brewing in Chicago. And, like, her, just kind of her, the general sense of her character. Um, not that she was in a relationship and out of a relationship and then hooking up with her coworkers or whatever, but... Um. No, no, so you would say <laughs> she was considered, like, kind of like a head brewer? Because, like, I thought of her, like, as, like, more like the manager of the, Man- the in the brewery, film. Like. In the film, yes, but the, the, the character, the, okay. from what I've read, the, the real-life person it was based on was okay. a brewer. Gotcha. Um, but... 
her obviously Olivia Wilde's role in the film is not it's it's like a events and marketing person right 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 um, so that along with the, the lingo they used I think was I mean it was pretty spot on I really enjoyed enjoyed seeing the brewery as a they use it as a device in the film of how these people connect how these people hang out um, even like the big party that happens for uh, whatever party she anniversary throws, the party. anniversary party um, everyone's there hanging out and that's pretty true to I mean, my life revolves a lot around the brewery, whether it's working in it or going to events at it, meeting you guys there and then doing this beer today. Um, so that was really something that I thought touched a, a very big sense of realism because I don't just come into work here and then spend absolutely all of my time somewhere else. It's, it's, it's hugely revolved around the brewery, and they nailed that, I think, in the movie. Um, what about the, yeah. what about this scene where uh, it's a it's a quick scene where he's kind of pissed off on top of the thing and he dumps something in the top of the thing and then he closes it and like sanitizes the top of the thing really quick and sprays it off. Yeah, exactly. I was like that. I've seen Walter do that at the at the place. Like that's pretty realistic. You did right? that when you when you dropped. Uh, uh, <coughs> what did I do? You added. added I remember. Hops. I did. I fucked something up. Yeah, no, I got it all you, over you the top this, of but it. You had yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, little things like that lend to the realism of it being. Uh, an actual operating brewery you know you've got to make sure things are clean and sanitized and they've all got the right boots on and you know none of them are wearing uh, like attire that wouldn't be appropriate for working in a brewery and um you have a beer at lunch and like that all rings very true i i i, I think that's what apart from jake johnson hearing like seeing the synopsis and saying oh it's a, it takes place at a brewery cool like that drove drove me in those two things and and then the movie i just really enjoyed after that well, and they, and they don't try to force it. It's not like they're like trying to like give you like super insight into the beer making process. Nope. They don't. No. It's just it's just kind of like the scenery, but it seems like it was done well as as the movie's kind of supposed to be like this look into the life of. It seems like it did a pretty good job as far as just seeing like if you walked through a brewery, you'd kind of see like especially a bigger brewery like that. You're going to see a lot of people walking around kind of doing their own little jobs. And definitely. And Jake Johnson is is a little bit of a of a cynical grumpy guy with a beard who also like has a has a heart of gold right and that's <laughs> that's and it describes a lot you. of the uh, a lot of the brewers that i know so. well um we're gonna take a quick little side note and uh, uh the bvk family you know we've got uh, a, a lot of friends and and folks around us that uh that support us and and appreciate our our podcast and, and we wanted to give a quick shout out to uh a friend of ours uh dan romero um, we all affectionately called him Romo. Uh, Romo uh, passed away last week, and uh, and it was kind of a, a very shocking situation. Um, he leaves behind his, his girlfriend and his adopted son Angel, and uh, the uh, a lot of our friends that have hung out with Romo. It was always good times. There was a lot of uh, poker nights. There was a lot of uh, uh, UFC fights that we would watch at his house. Uh, a lot of just really good times where we're laughing and, and Romo never failed to to make people laugh and and just a lot of silly stories and he was a good shit talker he would talk shit a lot of shit talking me off. it would nothing piss me off more than that guy beating me in a hand <laughs> of poker and he would do some he would give you a look and just and like laugh and be like oh great hand or he would like, he dude. would flop over a bluff like he would put you to the Ugh. test and flop over a bluff and Show just be so you. just yeah. cocky he'd just be scraping in the chips as fast as he could and just like giving you looks. and you'd, you'd get you'd tell him like god damn it Romo and he'd be like he'd be like hey, put your money in the pot <laughs> yeah oh yeah he would definitely mouth off a little bit but he was uh, just a fun guy to be around and and, and uh, and he, he's able to take a, a, a foul ball off his forehead as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott that, told us that story. Yeah, man. So I was playing JV baseball. I'll keep it short. But, yeah, 
um, a guy on our team who is a dead pull hitter. He hit so many foul ball home runs that season, and he didn't hit a single real home run all year. <laughs> it was so funny. He just always pulled the ball, and he and he, he was the bat boy. Danny Romo was the bat boy, and oh my god, he took one right off the forehead, and I can picture it like it was yesterday. I yeah. mean, it was crazy, and and he got through it. It was scary. And, uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was that was a, a very frightening moment. But but Romo was a great dude, man. He was he was fun to be around, and and he'll be missed. Rest in peace. And yeah. we're thinking about his girlfriend and his son and his dad and his yeah, whole his family. And yeah. Coach Coach Romero, yeah, his, his dad's um, a great dude too, and for sure. it's just super sad. Um, and with Walter, part of our family as well here. Uh, Walter, I know um, you you lost a good friend here just recently as well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of grumpy honorary guys with beards that have a heart of gold um my buddy tk he tyler he a lot of your listeners drink beer a lot of your listeners are from the central valley and um the chances are that a lot of your listeners are, are friends of your brother's or fans of your brother's band um and all those <laughs> things back are you a, are you a fan of my friend i love band? his band okay good. great um, band and uh, all the, I, I say all those things specifically because tyler uh helped start plaker brewing as the brewer there and he worked there for I believe it was uh, three three years as the head brewer there before he moved on to to Claimstake Brewing Rancho Cordova, and he passed away this weekend. And he was a a grumpy, honorary brewer with a beard and, and a heart of gold. And, and uh, the Central Valley beer community owes a lot to him. Yeah. Um, and I just want to make sure that all his his friends and family know that we're thinking about him. Everyone that's met him has loved him. Um, so we're we're gonna miss him. Yeah. So. You mentioned Blaker, yeah. and so in uh, Brad's brother's band, um, we had a, a beer release. We did a collab with yep. them, and he was the head brewer at the time. And I remember me just like you said, grumpy. You know, when we first met him, it seemed like, eh, what are we doing? Who are these, who are these guys? Whatever. And then um, Brad's brother Andrew, they used to work together, right? Yeah. And yeah. so then he's like, oh yeah, okay. We start talking, get to know him a little bit. And I always remember when we played that show for the release. Sitting off to my right, because I really didn't talk to him much. I just kind of saw him kind of, you know, being, you know, kind of grumpy or whatever. Yeah. He had the biggest smile and was sat there the whole show just drinking beers and had the time of his life. And I, just, I'll, I can just picture him right now sitting off to my right. And, yeah. You know, and he, yeah. When, he, when he moved on from Blaker and he went up to Claimstick Brewing in Rancho Cordova, uh, they, they're a brewery that really, they kind of embody what Tyler thought about beer. It was, mm-hmm. it was friends, it was family, and then it was beer. And, and they... They do a lot of big music shows and they do a lot of a lot of cool events like that. And and whenever there was one of those, I tried to make it up there for one. And and he was that same big old smile through that giant bushy beard with a beer in his hand, having a great time. And and that's how I remember him. And I think that's how a lot of people will remember him. And I just uh, I'm I'm, I thank you for giving me a little second to to mention him on the pod. Hey, guys, hug your people. Tell them you love them. Mm -hmm. This time can be short. TK, uh, I actually went with Walter one time. We went up to Sacramento. You were doing a couple of delivery things and and got to hang out with TK for uh, uh, a couple hours. And like you said, I mean, you definitely it was it was so cool for me just being kind of not a part of the brewing community, hearing two brewers talk shop and talk about like uh, what's going on with this place and this place. And and he definitely, if he didn't, it seems like if if you if you did him shitty, you were going to hear about it. 
Yeah, but, but he he holds his his friends. I mean, super close and tightly. I, I could just see the relationship between you guys. It was just like br- like brothers. It was like, like yeah, you guys was, just uh, were, uh, were, were just a great relationship there. Yeah, he was he was definitely uh, he was definitely a, a brother. He was a good one. He was All a good right, one. man. So uh, yeah, we're going to take a little break, but we're coming back with drinking with the director. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. Hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last Sorry, guys. <laughs> Dude, Zach, that reminds me. I was watching, uh, I think it was last Sunday, before the football game started, I was watching, like, the Fantasy Football Today on ESPN, and I don't know who the producer was or what the fuck was going on, but somebody kept just sneezing and, like, coughing into the microphone, like, directly. So it's like, they're all talking fantasy football, blah, 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 start this running back, and all of a sudden you just go, Bleh! and it's just like, Dude. it happened, like, five different times. I was like, who, like, is somebody on the mic that doesn't know that they're on the mic and is just, like coughing up their guts into the microphone it was so gross can i just say that brad and i had a semi-final fantasy football matchup to where brad oh. needed like 14 points yeah from, from justin, justin herbert, herbert and keenan allen and justin herbert put up the stinker of all stinkers oh, keenan allen keenan still allen. Through. Through, but god dude it was closer oh, than it, it had any business can being. I, can I, I talked a lot of shit be, the day before too i was like <laughs> oh i'm in the finals and stuff and they're like hey can i tell you that i was in the semi-final that i needed 20 one points from Keenan Allen, and he got 20 and a half. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, Man, the pr- part that hurts more is T. Higgins with 26 was on the bench. I Years and year, years and years ago, so. uh, here we are talking fantasy football on this movie podcast, but uh, years ago, I actually ended up tying for the championship with someone, and we and our point system was point is two decimal points. So literally we tied with the with exact point. score with point to two ten, places. To the yeah, to the 10th. Or to and, the hundred, to the hundredth, to the hundredth, yeah. And the tiebreaker was most points off your bench, and he beat me by the tiebreaker. That sucks balls. So. You guys should have wrestled for the for the win. <laughs> uh, I would have fucking lost still. Oh, <laughs> I, I may look man. big, but I'm. A big. <laughs> I, I mean, people hate fantasy football sob stories, but in my 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 semifinal matchup, I went to pick up a guy. I had him on my screen. It said, "Do you want to add this player?" And I looked up something real quick. And when I went to go hit add, he was already gone. Yeah, Somebody the guy got him. snagged uh. him. <laughs> <laughs> the guy I ended up replacing with got zero points. That guy put up 10, and I lost by nine. Uh, oh, so, so if I would have got that free agent, it would have sealed the deal for me, and I would be in the finals. So, What's your fantasy football story? Call in. <laughs> I've got one more that in I want to share. And yeah. that's it. And one I know more. This, we got this it. Is not the, this is not the place for it. But last year, I was in a final, and the person I was playing only had a defense left to go, and I was, I was only up by four and a half or something, five points. There was only the Monday night football defense left because he hadn't put his defense into his lineup and it had locked on Sunday in the bench. You picked him up? I picked him up. Oh, that's no way you could have beat me. I was the champion. That's that's, that's just being a good manager right there. All right, so folks, uh, as you heard the song, we are drinking with the the director, brought to you by Last Call Brewing. Last Call Brewing? Last Call Brewing. Where are we, Brad? We are at Last Call Brewing. We're at the Last Call Brewing brew facility, and we all have... Last call brews in our hand. Isn't that surprising? Actually, I brought a Guinness from home. <laughs> is, is that wrong? <laughs> I'm drinking some Natty Ice. <laughs> I brought my, my, my case of Natty Ice, you know, just to set me straight. 
Um, all right, so I'm start. I'll start off here. I'm drinking the uh, Wingless Wonder. It's a New Zealand lager uh, with some of those mo- motueka, motueka, motueka hops. Uh, some New Zealand stuff. Got a fun little uh, hop kiwi bird on the on the can. Um, Walter, where did that kiwi bird design come um, from? I was trying to come up with a label for that beer. We came up. We had a few different ideas for names, and then we came up with Wingless Wonder. I thought that was a cool, like New Zealand based name. And I was at home trying to design a label. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, and uh, I may have, um, I may have had some inspiration, uh, some liquid inspiration, when I was sitting on my iPad and just kind of doodling. Um, and the idea for the hop kiwi came up because I was looking at kiwis. I stared at kiwis for probably four hours, uh, <laughs> just trying to figure something out. And uh, oh, that thing looks like a hop cone. That's perfect. And uh, yeah. it came out pretty cool. They are. It actually is really cool. I like That's that. Great. Yeah. I've got some uh, extra of those uh, stickers in my in my bag. If you guys want, I do want one. So my question it. is this. So uh, yeah. I'm going to tangent quickly. We're talking. We're going to do some hopping, or we're going to put some hops in the beer. Correct. Yepers. So we were talking about the Elysian. Uh, the thing where they say uh, it's a uh, it's a hop, not a, an artichoke. Artichoke, right? But to me, especially when we when we got them out last time, the hops look so much like marijuana buds. Is that is the is there any relation between those two like plant yep. uh, families? There is, right? They are, yeah, they're they're like I guess you'd call them cousins. Like cousins. There has to be. Yeah, it's so similar in like the structure and and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, oils present in hops that are that are also present in, in marijuana. That's why you can get some of those same aromas and flavors yeah, for out sure of them. sure some of the aromas. Yeah. That's wild. Okay, sorry. That was a tangent. So what are you drinking, Zach? Uh, I was drinking the uh, <laughs> Stellar Galaxy from Last Call Brewing. It's got that uh, that hazy pale ale with... Uh, it's got Galaxy, Comet, and Strata hops. Uh, you know, you mix that with the, uh, the Krampus, and it's fucking delicious. Love it. Um, I was drinking the um, the the golden oaky earlier, and I already killed that. And then, so I'm actually drinking a stellar galaxy right now too, um, and it's really really good. But what I wanted to say is, you know, we're we're recording here, and in between, we're kind of going over, and we're work. We literally are making the beer today as we're doing this, and just watching Walter and listening to Walter and his excitement and his passion for this, it's just absolutely incredible. I wish I was passionate about anything as passionate as you are about this. It's really, it's just so cool to see you just, you love this. And, and, and so you're, you're obviously great at it because every beer I've had is so good. And I just wanted to cheers to you, buddy, because I just, this is, fan- I wasn't here the last time we did the BVK IPA. I was just, a, I was a bit player that would show up every now and then when they didn't want me to show up. And now I'm here experiencing it and I, I, I love it. So here's to you, buddy. That's true. We have talked this guy up quite a bit on the pod, mm-hmm. and to see it in person, it's amazing. We we didn't yeah. we didn't uh, sell him short. I know absolutely. That. Oh, not. thank you guys. I really appreciate that. I just I just make beer. I'm glad you guys enjoy <laughs> it. To be honest, no. although I do I do if uh, if anyone listens to your podcast and then comes into our tap room because that the fact they listen to the podcast. First off, thanks for listening and thanks for coming in. And also, if you came in and you were disappointed in the beer. Uh, you, you can get your money back from the BVK podcast there in yep. Yeah, just hit us up um, on our, yeah. our Gmail. <laughs> we'll get right back to you. And, and yeah, figure that out, and we'll, we'll get you some money. No, back. I, I appreciate you guys uh, promoting <laughs> us as much as you do. And, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to do. And that, that passion, um, speaking about TK earlier, a lot of it came from him. He was the first r- kind of real friend I met through the industry. And 
what he something he said to me you know i i made sure i tried to to, to thank him for all the advice and the information and, and the insight he gave me when he just had kind of barely met me through the industry and something that he said that will always stick with me is he said you don't have to thank me i'm always there to help and 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 that's kind of the the mindset i have when i'm trying to bring other people into the brew house and teach them is you don't have to like to thank me for coming in here or, or think that this i just want you to think it's cool and really be it kind of enjoy it and really be passionate about it because the more people that are passionate about it the more people drink the beer the more people want to talk about beer and i, I love doing those two things and the more people i can do it with the better well and it's great because you, you might teach somebody that might go off and make their own beer and maybe they'll teach you something someday that you know yeah, exactly. about, about a beer or something like dude that's great what a great idea and you guys that's why i love about all the breweries in the in the area the the camaraderie and and you guys co- collab all the time with, with, with each other, and it's just it's such a cool communal feeling, and I've always loved that. That's really, really cool. Yeah, it's the best part about the industry. Yeah. Super cool, man. Um, I do want to say that on the 21st of January, uh, this brew that we are, we are working on today here at the Last Call Brewery, it will be available on the 21st of January. That is a Saturday. There will be uh, some festivities. There will be some saucing it up, uh, uh, chicken sandwiches available there'll be some scotch back uh, uh yeah. playing some music and don't maybe bury some- the fucking lead scotch back's <laughs> gonna play and we're gonna be down there drinking and mingling and you know what maybe zach and nate might pick up guitars too who knows you we'll never, find out you never can tell maybe not maybe not maybe, <laughs> maybe not <laughs> maybe they as, will just be drinking a lot as who long knows? as zach just gets on the mic for the uh, for the intro song again that's yeah. all i want to see i just want to drunkenly go. yell into the microphone that was my favorite part <laughs> about the uh, last uh, release last year was uh, uh. was zach's rendition of the uh, <laughs> of the intro we might definitely have to do a a, a real official drinking with the director while we're there too oh shit wow and try okay. to get everybody involved and just say hey this is what you got to say at the very end Dude. and like do like a real like everybody cheers in the in the air that oh, would be, that'd be pretty cool i could that'd yeah that can cool. absolutely happen we got to record it and then use it on on the pod though yes so, that'd be cool we talked about recording last time and it was a just total train uh, we did record for, well, we did yeah, record but, but it was a mess it was an absolute i don't know if it shit. sounded like anything it, it, it's like stopped halfway through somebody unplugged it <laughs> yeah it got unplugged <laughs> it sounded like ass it was not a great like our boy so. our, our boy maddie uh hit hit it with his foot or something and unplugged it i think i think matt brown unplugged the oh, unplugged yeah the i board. think it was i think it was matt <laughs> yeah oh boy <laughs> all right so drinking with the director our director joe his swanberg. name is joe swanberg just real quick budget six hundred fifty thousand dollars i saw the worldwide gross is four hundred thousand but i'm assuming it's probably got some run maybe on the streaming services and stuff so yeah i'm assuming this movie what was the worldwide gross four hundred thousand i mean this movie's not gonna make money no. I also right? don't think uh, this is worldwide. Was it released in India? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't know how the, the Chinese felt about drinking buddies. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Joe Swanberg, uh, he's done, like I said, a lot of, or I think Scott, you said earlier, he's done a lot of movies that are improvised. Like a lot of improvi- uh, improvisation in his movies. And it's all art house stuff. It's all like small time film festival type films. That's what he, that's where, that's his wheelhouse. And he's the one that is, is credited for launching Greta Gerwig. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. So Greta Gerwig was in a couple of his early movies, and then she also helped him kind of direct a couple movies and kind of got, just got her going. Speaking of, I, I went and saw uh, Avatar, the new Avatar with my, my kids yesterday, and they had the first preview for Greta Gerwig's Barbie. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen uh, the, <laughs> the, the the previous the kind teaser of silly. trailer. Yeah, it's yeah. like a teaser trailer, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's kind of a parody on the uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. That's the one yeah. I saw. Yeah. yeah, pretty funny. But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what that that's going to be like. I mean, I didn't realize that she was behind that, and then I was like, wait, wait, who? Oh, it's Who's being like that? heavily yeah. advertised as like her movie, right. which I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, I mean, is it going to be a silly take on it? Is it going to be a serious take? Like, what's going to yeah. happen here? Like, who who knows? So, interesting to see. I think it's going to be super meta. There's probably going to be like talking to the cameras type shit. And yeah. it's going to be, I think it's going to be not what you expect. Did you guys sure. ever see the Brady Bunch? Like the, the, the remakes, like the Brady Bunch uh, uh, movies in like the 90s? Lumberg was in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And they're actually silly fun. Like, because it's all like the, the Brady Bunch family being taken from like the, the 60s or 70s or whatever. And then they're put into like the present day. And so uh, they're all hella awkward, like trying to deal with like actual reality. W- worth your time. I'm gonna give it a really. A is that where really is it worth my is time? Is that where we're at right now? We're we're plugging <laughs> the Brady Bunch <laughs> reboot and that a came very out Brady sequel. Twenty years ago and a okay. very Brady sequel. All right, all right. Yes, I know the name. Welcome that's, to the BVK podcast. That's a hard fucking pass. <laughs> <out here. laughs> all right, questions for Joe Swanberg. I, I, I'm, my first question for Joe would be: Is this movie depressing or not? Nah? I thought it was really depressing. I thought it was really depressing, and I like depressing. It wasn't depressing in the way that I necessarily like. And I and I and I say that as someone that so, per, that kind of enjoyed it, but man, it was bleak as fuck. Like these are miserable fucking people, right? Like she's miserable. the The guy, the 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 happiest person in this movie is the fucking weirdo. Dave. Yeah. The the what's his name? Uh, the guy from the guy from Office Space. Ron, oh, Ron oh, you're right. The guy that the guy that hooks up with uh, Olivia with Wilde. Olivia Wilde is definitely the happiest guy oh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but, I mean, they're just all miserable. Do you guys see None that? of them are happy. After they're they all... hooked up that next day, when 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 they're walking out and and she's gonna stay back and have a beer um, with with Jake Johnson, and that guy's walking out, say, hey. Oh, come on, let's see what happens. Yeah, like he gives that, that little jab, <laughs> yeah. dude. That was pretty cold, man. Well, you know. He, he got got a little taste. A little taste. Like I said, he 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 walked so Pete Davidson could run. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like I don't know, Walter. What do you think? Is it depressing? I, I think I it's, don't think I don't think it's as depressing as Zach is saying. I think it's I think it is a depressing movie, but I don't think that it is solely depressing. I don't think that that's the only emotion, at least that I get from the tone of the film. Um, I think that it is a a take on you know mid mid thirties working people's lives and unfortunately that can be a bit depressing right and and it's it's with with the way we've already talked about the the dialogue building organically because it was unscripted along with being in a place when i when i saw this movie that i kind of i kind of related pretty heavily say oh yeah like that's kind of the shit that that we people go through at that point in their life um and that's a little depressing but i also think that there's there's some hope to it like you know there's there's a little bit of and this might be me speaking from the point of view of my profession. Like you still go into work and you, st- you can tell that Jake Johnson likes what he does. Like maybe Olivia, Olivia Wilde doesn't, but I can't really relate to her character. So I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but that like, Hey, I'm still going to go into my job. I'm still going to be able to do something I enjoy. And I'm still going to you know keep trying to build this friendship back up that might have, might have suffered a couple, you know, a couple um, uh, punches. It might've taken a couple, punches i guess i guess what's sad to me is that like it's it's so depressing to me to think that like these people are all really unhappy in their relationships right and they're what they think what whether it would or wouldn't what they think will make them happy is right there 
And I mean, Jake Johnson's getting up in the morning and going to work happy for the most p- for part because he likes his job, but for a big part because he wants to go hang out with Olivia Wilde. Yeah. He wants to yeah. get away from his fucking wife who he yeah. doesn't like hanging out with. He could go home after work and hang out with his wife, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to go out and drink with Olivia Wilde. He wants to hang out with her all day. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just so sad to me. Like the, the thought that these people can't just get out of the situation that's making them unhappy when the thing that could make them happy is right there. He can't get out of his own head enough or like get up the courage enough or whatever it is when, when you know as a viewer, he doesn't know, but you know as a viewer that she's ready to get out too. Yeah. Like that's what makes it sad. Like they're both right. unhappy. You know what I mean? Like it's just really depressing to me. Well, yeah, the, the scene where she kind of confesses and he, he, the way he deals with it, he's, it's almost like, is he actually thinking to himself like, oh shit, like maybe she is going to leave. Like, like, yeah. and I won't have to be the one to break this off. I like, don't think so. I'm I think he good. feels extremely guilty about what he knows he was going to do and what he was about to do. And he's just like, okay, I'll forgive her for this. I can he's forgive like, her. Is that it? Is that all yeah. that happened or whatever? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. It, she- it almost like, yeah, rationalizes what he's done. He's like, oh shit well you don't know exactly. what i've been doing now i now feel, I feel a little less guilty it. exactly yep. that's what i got from it and right. now he's and, gonna be right back in that fucking depressing yeah. cycle of being unhappy with this lady she's gonna be unhappy right. with him they're gonna maybe probably get married at some point then they're gonna have a kid they're gonna fuck the kid up because they're gonna get divorced they're gonna cheat they're gonna do all these things when they could just get out now right and fucking he can pursue this relationship with olivia wilde she can pursue her relationship with whatever fucking depressing weird fucking music <laughs> producer that she wants to fucking go with you know what i mean like i just feel like they gotta they gotta at some point like you gotta cut you gotta cut bait when you're both unhappy right this mo- this movie did not depress me at all until zach talked <laughs> I, how, do, how do they have a music producer though that like is never listening to music. Like, was he ever like, like listening? Like, like it seems like he puts on records at the oh, place. He had that yeah. fancy record player. Yeah. Come on, he had a table that looked like it'd be in a music producer. But did he, did he? No, I thought only one that puts on music is uh, is uh, he puts music on uh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson puts on music, and the other guy puts on music. I think that was supposed to be sort of a juxtaposition where Jake Johnson puts on a really, like an upbeat like uh, song. The other guy puts on some really fucking slow, like right. super pretentious. He puts okay. on a record when he gives her the the book in the apartment. Yep. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. He starts. Exactly. He sets okay. the mood with with. Yeah, with other uh, music. I don't. This movie really didn't depress me. It actually just made me uncomfortable. And, yeah. And because and the biggest thing is is because personally, I took some stuff from real life that w- has always been an awkward situation. Is like when you have a relationship with a girl that's in a relationship yep. and you're friends. And so there was a, a particular friend that I had um, years ago, and there was nothing. I had no feelings for her or nothing, but we had a just amazing friend chemistry and there was one night when we were all out drinking and it was me her and her husband or boyfriend at the time were in a in a cab and me and her are just riffing and laughing and everything was just clicking and it was super fun and i literally heard him say oh man i wish we laughed like that oh wow and i heard that that's depressing and yeah and it fucked me up i was like oh my god and, and again i'm not sitting here trying to pick up on her nothing we were just having a great time and it just worked and it made me feel so shitty because I wasn't trying. I wasn't doing shit. And it was just. And so then as I'm watching this, I start getting those feelings yeah. that I had that night because here they are with this amazing chemistry. There's cracking jokes. They're sticking their finger in each other's beers and all this shit. And it made me think of that. So my mind's going and I'm like realizing, oh, shit, I'm not really watching the movie because I'm thinking about all this other stuff. So that was the biggest feeling I got in this film. So. So. 
Any other questions for, for I, I have one, but I'll, I'll, who else has got a question here? I, I said it earlier, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts. I think we may have touched it, but uh, does she go to Costa Rica? Is there like deleted scenes where she's hanging out with uh, Ron Livingston? I, for the minute she brought it up, to me it felt like she was literally going to go yep. figure some shit out and maybe go see that guy because she makes the comp. She he gets the she gets the book because mm-hmm. apparently he came to a the the farmers. They market. saw each other again. We don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that she went off. They maybe tried some things out or whatever, and she realized that. The fact that she was actively crying when he came home makes me think that she was three blocks away and something happened and she came home and was upset and then he happened to come home at that time. Because you don't like just come back from Costa Rica. No, you don't just hop a plane back from (laughs) Costa Rica. Right. Yeah, so I didn't buy that at all. Southwest cancels that flight. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree with your take on that. I I think think she went and and attempted to flesh out whatever she thought might have been there. And then realized, yeah, I don't know, either it wasn't what she wanted or, or just she felt guilty. I, I don't know. I think both. She, yeah. I think I think he wasn't the guy she thought he yeah. was, and she felt guilty, and that's why she came back and basically begged for dude's forgiveness. You know what I mean? And she got, I mean, she, I think she got unlucky because the best thing that could have happened from that is he gets pissed off and they break up. Yeah. And then he fucking takes the puss way out. She takes the puss way out, and they pretend like they want to get back together when that's not what they want. Um, yeah, so that's why it's sad. I still like this movie a lot, but I've become more depressed about it. <laughs> I, I, I like it because I like movies that make me think about real relationships. Like, it, right. like, and 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 we could go back and again for Christmases we talked about that. A movie like that does nothing for me because it's like if it doesn't entertain me with like good laughs where I'm like, oh, I'm really into it. I want it to make me feel something. This movie makes me feel something, which yeah. I think makes it for me a good movie. The fact that I'm like thinking about real relationships and like connecting it to like real parts of my life or, or, or other people's lives. I'm like, oh, that's that's doing something like that. That makes me feel it's and, extremely relatable. And I think. Right. Unfortunately, I watched this for the first time two nights ago. And it's because it's one of those movies, the longer you sit with it and the more we talk about it, we're talking about it now. I'm starting to remember things about it and I'm liking it more in my head. And this actually happened recently when we were talking about on the Days and Confused pod, and we were talking about the spiritual successor, which is everybody wants some. Right. And I had never seen it, and and you even said at one point, it's like I think I like this movie better than better than Days, Days and Confused. Confused. And I right. thought you were insane. <laughs> I watched it the first time, and I thought you were even more insane. But then that movie just stuck with me, and I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. Then I watched it again. I was like, okay, I like that a little more. I put that movie on twice a week now because nice. it's there's something about it and that's a movie about literally a weekend of nothing of a bunch of dudes just fucking hanging out there's no plot really and it's one of those movies and this one I'm getting a similar feeling of like the more I think about it I'm like oh yeah shit and it, it's making it better in my brain than when I watched it which is interesting not a lot of music in this movie right. uh, there was like a people putting on music but not a lot of like score that and yeah. I, I mentioned that while we were watching I was like like that last scene I think when they were driving or something like the music comes on and mm-hmm. it's like the first time where you really actually have like a some background some background right. score music rather than than like just a lot of silence like I mean or just a lot of talking yeah I think that was a conscious decision on there yeah. on his part for totally. sure uh, uh, my, my my question is improvised movies what do we think 
Well, I mean, Spinal Tap is one of my favorite movies ever, So, but this is definitely not Spinal Tap. Right. All the Christopher Guest stuff, I mean, a lot of that's improvised, and it's definitely done for like comedic, where they're trying to make each other laugh, where this one is I don't definitely think going for, for realism yeah. versus like like being like super silly or anything. I'm, so. used, I'm used to an improvised movie being comedy, and so right. that's why... I had I didn't have a feeling I didn't I thought it wasn't when I read that it was improvised mostly it surprised me because it was so natural I was like oh shit they actually do that they improvise a, a serious movie too I I dig it I I, yeah. I like it it has to be done with the right actors though obviously I mean right. not everyone is great at at being even though it's not a comedy at being witty it's you still have to right. be witty you still have to be quick you still have to be sharp um, and I'm sure there was reshoots there was hey let me try this line instead of right. that line um, but at, I, I think that it's a really when you approach. I mean, you can't improvise Avatar, right? <laughs> but <laughs> when you true. approach, well, a f- yeah, the CGI wouldn't line up. But <laughs> <laughs> when you when you approach a film like this, that is kind of just about hey, this is and th- this is a kind of film that I also feel I really like because you just kind of get dropped into these people's lives. It feels very real and very realistic, and then you kind of get taken out of it, as opposed to you know something that has a definite beginning, middle, and end, and there's a, a character arc and everything gets wrapped up and is tidied up. Um, and I think the improvisation works very well in that setting. Um, so I, I dig it for this kind of movie, or even comedy, drama, however however the genre is, or this style of movie. I wonder how far they took, like, the improvisation. Like, did he tell them, like, you know, maybe you guys kiss, maybe you guys don't. Or I think there was probably a conscious decision made pre-production that was like, these guys are not going to physically cross that line, even though, like, it's questionable, right? Like, I think any of us would be upset if our wife was, like, sleeping with another guy or, like, laying with their head on his lap and, like, all the, like, heavy flirtation that was going on, right? But they never, like do what Anna Kendrick's character does because I think so I think what there there was probably a conscious decision to make Anna Kendrick's character the villain and make the other guy the villain right they're supposed to be the bad guys I think these in, a, other in, a, two, in a weird way yeah if you want to yes. label them as bad guys well I mean you know what I'm saying yeah. right like they actually cross that line right and yeah. then and then you've got these other two that like depending on how you want to look at it like there could be an argument made that hey they didn't do anything wrong they're just friends I don't agree with that argument right. but I'm just saying like somebody could make that argument it'd be wrong right. but they could because the other argument is that their relationship is a lot more emotional which I mean could definitely be considered to be like a lot worse in a situation a hundred percent than just a, a, a kiss that kind of happened in the yeah. moment when they were drinking some wine which again that, that's just so weird he's got this picnic with wine with his that was by the far girl. the most awkward scene yeah. in the whole movie is that and it was they supposed just put to be. this little tiny little picnic like blanket <laughs> out there and they're just kind of sitting there next to each other it just it, I, I didn't like the structure of the shot like it just yeah, it kind of felt weird. I loved the maybe that maybe I that's loved the, the awkwardness was. of that and I loved that they let you sit in it and after they kiss they literally don't say anything yeah right for a long time and they're just kind of sitting and Anna Kendrick's like really good at being uncomfortable yep. yeah and uh, I don't know man it was. Uh, some of those some of those scenes were long on purpose to make you uncomfortable for sure yeah it's 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 almost the as brad mentioned like the the emotional aspect of if you're more heavily emotionally involved in someone maybe you you don't have to cross a physical line for it still to feel like you're you're doing something wrong or for your partner to think you're doing something wrong because that you're giving more of yourself to this person 100%. that you're not giving to the your partner 
whether it's even though it's not physical. Like there's have you guys seen Marriage Story, a Netflix movie? Is scared. Well, of I have not Adam's watched Another I, I need to. I love one. that. Yeah, movie. that's a that's it's also that one's very depressing. Mm-hmm. But there's Adam Driver has a line in that film where he goes, "You shouldn't be mad that I fucked her. You should be mad that I had a laugh with her." And that's like you shouldn't be mad that yeah. I made out with with her. You should be mad that we went and we spent our time on the picnic blanket I think enjoying was... each other's space you know what I mean like that's what yeah. is I think the bigger transgression than hey like maybe you guys hugged a little too long at least in this movie and that I think is what hurts all these characters yes. more than anything and I think that that is the reason why Jake Johnson's character is so quick to immediately be sort of you know a, a forgiving to her because he realizes that you know if she if all she, if all she did was kiss this guy his like emotional affair yeah. is probably worse if not in right. his head he can he can like make that equivalent you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. so I got one last little thing it's a specific question so Borelli's Pizzeria in Chicago I saw this in my in my research Joe Swanberg opened up analog pizza and video in the back of this pizzeria place and it's a VHS rental shop who the fuck opens up a pizza this is last year why would he open up the director of this movie opened up a VHS rental shop in Chicago. <laughs> so there's a who the fuck has VHS at all? I'm gonna talk about it later, but again, like <laughs> the most unbelievable part of this movie is that it wasn't taking place and filmed entirely in Portland because that is the right. most Portland fucking thing ever. And they're like, we sell cassette tapes now, and it's like, oh really? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like uh, it's it's definitely a thing, dude. It's definitely a thing to be like. Even though the picture is worse, the audio's worse, like all of these different things, it's like they deteriorate so cool like, to yeah. be like, I got this on VHS. It's like a new movie, right. but it's on VHS. It's like that's a thing. It's like it's like uh, you know, this this movie was just like oozing fucking hipster vibes to right. me, and that's that goes right into that. Now don't get me wrong, huh. I mean, this whole podcast is based off of us getting VHS back in the day. But who the fuck has so much money? <laughs> Now, what, just what kind to be of like, I'm gonna do like, a wasted. I think, yeah. the, I think the pizza place probably just uh, helps float the VHS. I would hope shop, so. I would imagine. Yeah, he's just like one client a week. Some fucking <laughs> dude that's like all bearded up and fucking living in a basement watching VHS. Tapes. He, he ships or, all his VHS tapes to customers in Portland, probably. Probably. <laughs> or it's just a front for drugs. <laughs> to be yeah, it's <laughs> it's a heroin front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, I just uh, I cleaned my garage and I found a treasure trove of VHSs, dude. Yeah, I can I have transfer like, them if you want. Dude, can you really? Can Shut up, Brad. Yeah. To what? To digital? To DVD. Oh, to DVD. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can, you can take that DVD day. and you can save it as a file on your yeah, computer. Yeah, then you can rip it. Bro. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm going to do that. I have, a, I have a video of a recording of a play from high school where I play Aladdin oh, and my shit. wife plays Jasmine. <laughs> And I just think that that would be so amazing to watch. I haven't seen it in 25 years. We need to have a screening of that, I think. Yeah. Right? I think we need to have a screening Dude, of that. Dude, I'm in, bro. We'll do that. You just do an we'll episode do on that? Full, <laughs> full Zach in a vest, singing, looking like fucking McLovin from fucking... Uh, you ain't <laughs> never had a friend like me. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a double feature when I played the lead in uh, Dames at Sea. I was Dick the Sailor. Oh, oh, dirty dick on the uh-huh. sea. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a fucking you know, full on uh, you know sailor outfit, and I was I was really skinny back then. And were you and, a theater yeah. kid too, dude? Just for that one year, Scotty. Yeah, <laughs> I love that about yeah. you. All right, we'll come right back with a little shag snag by the bag. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Is it a one-night stand, or do you hit it with a shovel, or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snag Body Bag. Shag Snag Body Bag. So, uh, who wants to shart? Shart. <laughs> I already did. Out of your front butt. Zach's got coffee now, so he's probably closest to sharting. No, no. I, I do that in the morning. I shart in the morning. <laughs> At the fanny Shit in the evening. <laughs> All right, well, Zach, you've got. Uh, we're gonna let you start with the shags. What do you What are you shagging from this film? So I wish so badly that our long lost co host Nathan was here, because if I'm snagging something from this movie, it is without a doubt Olivia Wilde's armpits. My God, <laughs> she's. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I mean, obviously, she's very thin, very in shape, very like funny, and seems like very cool. But, like, I feel like the director of this movie definitely, like, focused heavily on her armpits. Well, all she owns she was tank tops. only allowed to wear tank tops with no bra. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it was a lot of her, like, raising her, like, her, a lot of her physical, like, action was, like, moving her arms above her head and really exposing her armpits. So if I'm shagging something from this movie, it's going to be the, her, her beautiful pits, man. I thought, I thought she was a great-looking lady, but uh, the focus on her armpits was very evident to me last night, and I was like, man, this is a pit-heavy movie, and I think my, my boy Nate would be really into it if he hasn't seen it already. So, <laughs> Well, we, okay, we got, we got to get a little bit more in focus on that. So are we saying, like, the smoothness of them, or is it a shape? Is they're, it a- they're shapely. It's, uh, you know, as, as Nate explained to me one day, the armpits are very sensual, and I think I get it now that I've seen this movie. Okay. You know, I, I told him before, I was like, okay, I guess. Like, <laughs> we'll have to bring fine. this up. We'll bring this up again next time he's, he's, yeah. he's with, joins us. And, one of the other— And Nate uh, will be back, folks, we're yes. hoping. A yeah. previous guest— a yeah. previous guest who I will not name, I just had a conversation with him about fucking feet. And so he was telling me how he likes to fuck feet. Like you have like the girl put their feet together and then, and, <laughs> but I think, I think that the same, a, that's an old BDK uh, uh, discussion. I think the same concept could definitely be said for, for pits, right? Like if you're just trying to get weird, like, I don't know. I think, I think Olivia, I think Jason Sudeikis or Harry Styles or whoever Olivia Wilde's with nowadays, I think they're, uh, they're definitely getting all up in them pits. <laughs> Walter, would you like to follow that? What, what are you going to shag? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so for a second, I thought that he we were we were doing uh, snag first. I don't know why I thought that out of uh, out of con- or out of order. And I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, it's snag. He's gonna snag the armpits. It's better than shagging them. Uh, no, <laughs> nope. nope. Is he, he's just talking about shagging. He's a penis pitting over there. So um, <laughs> penis pit. <laughs> I I'm gonna shag Jake Johnson's beard. Mm. That's what I'm gonna shag. Uh, I watch a lot of Jake Johnson on New Girl, and sometimes he's clean-shaven, but when he has a beard, I think that that man is a 10. So, he's a handsome man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and shag his beard. I want to crawl in it. Uh, I'd like for him to crawl in mine, and uh, that's <laughs> that's about it. And it, it adds to the legitimacy of the fact that he was playing a brewer in the film. Is he a short king? Is he like 5'7"? Or is I don't he know a tall Jake Johnson We should look is. that up. We should look that should up because research. he might Google be a short king. Google that while I talk about my shag, which is <laughs> I'm going to shag the delicious beers. 
that and I did, I wasn't sure if they're real, but now that I know they're real, it makes sense because I just wanted to fucking drink this whole time. I was just looking at it going, God damn, that looks good. That beer looks amazing. They had they had quite a few darker beers, which is my my go to, and uh, and I also just I loved seeing you know all the all the machinery and and you know everything going through all the tubes and stuff. The whole intro was great. I actually had no idea this was a Again, I looked up nothing on this movie. I had no idea it was set to brew. I was like, oh, shit, no wonder Walter loves this movie. Said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it started, I was like, oh, I get, oh, why, I get, I get where it. Walter's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> so, But I loved all that shit. 5'10 for Jake Johnson. 5'10. Oh, okay. So he's, 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 got some, short, he's tall for Hollywood. Tall. But yeah, yeah, if you've ever been around breweries, you're going to see a few beards here and there. Like, that's just pretty much a given. Yep. Like, you hiring? I mean, always. <laughs> I, got, I got the beard. I don't have any knowledge or any smarts or anything, but I got a beard and I can work hard. There you go. Um, my shag is, and, and and people might disagree with me, but realistic romantic comedies where, I, I, I don't know if this necessarily qualifies as romantic comedy, but I feel like it's in that genre a little bit in, in, in the realism of it. Like like yeah. we were talking about earlier, the fact that like they don't end up perfectly together and yep. it's like oh you in yep. a, a silly romantic comedy it's like oh they're gonna end up with the other person and it's gonna like be all work out for everybody but this is a lot more uh dysfunctional it's a lot more uh it feels a lot more there was nothing hollywood about this right. story and yep. and I, if you don't mind i'm gonna roll that into my snag we've all it was all shagged right yep. are, you, are you done you good yeah okay. no yeah, i was done a long time let's, ago let's so, roll so um but yeah so the ending <laughs> It didn't end the way I thought. Like, nothing about this movie went the way I thought it was going to. And I like that and I respect that. It, you know, very much, it, obviously a very different movie, but, like, the feeling I had in Seven when it did not end the way I wanted right. it to. You know, it's just like, holy shit. And I had this amazing respect for, like, oh, they didn't give me what I wanted. Thank you. It was kind of weird. I'd never really felt that before. And so this whole time I'm going, you know what? God damn, they work so well together. But then that scene where he cut his hand and all that shit goes down and you see like, oh, yeah, these guys aren't right for each other. And that, so that made sense. So I liked the way it ended because it didn't do what I thought it was going to do and it made sense and it just worked. But I dig that they give you the little bit, like Walter was saying, the scene with the where he comes in, brings her a beer, and they kind of sit down. Right. It gives it that tiny bit of resolution to it, where like, okay, yeah. like he's not super pissed. He's like, this is his olive branch. Right. They're gonna they're gonna get back to their normal weird right. like. And what's what's interesting is you brought up the fact is like, oh, it's just gonna restart the whole cycle again. They're gonna start getting flirty again, whatever. And I didn't think of that at the time at all. It's like, 100%. oh, good, they buried it. They're gonna be cool. But of course they're going to start up all that shit again, and it's just going to repeat this whole cycle. But it's going to be even worse because now they're probably going to get married, and it's going to be happening when they're married. So it's exactly what's yeah. going to happen. Yep. Walter, snagging. My snag. I am going to snag probably pretty predictably the the brewery setting, uh, the realism of that, how that felt, how that felt, like they were doing it justice. Uh, you know, but from the equipment and the, the working behind the scenes in a brewery aspect all the way to the hosting an event and having a beer and just the 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 aura or the uh, the atmosphere sorry the atmosphere of the, the the brewery environment i think being done really well in that film um, i know only about half the film takes place actually in a brewery but i think they did that great and i would, I would snag that I'm, I'm piggybacking on that because my my snag was jargony industry specific movies that get it right like mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than watching a movie where you have like some 
either expertise or familiarity with something, and they just do it so wrong. You're like, God, that's not how it like when, works. Like, like when like, Favreau does a moonsault off of the thing. He's supposed <laughs> to be a UFC fighter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's always going to go back to Four Christmases from now on because, God damn, that movie sucks. And I'm also glad it wasn't like a, you get you got no pretentious, like, beer feeling, you know? And it's, right. Ron Livingston even made that one joke about, like, it, it, when he's tasting the beer. That was a beer, great joke. That was a great yeah. line. Like, that was his best line Tastes for like sure. puberty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he, yeah. he admits it. But yeah, so uh, the jargon industry specific movies, uh, I, I like the fact when they take some time to really be become experts on something. Um, you know, my love for Pixar, they always go investigate whatever their movie's going to be about. They'll, they'll do trips and go find out like and experience the things that they're going to be talking about so that they do kind of become experts. And uh, They know exactly what Toy Cowboys would say in that situation. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 they're and, and like, for they, sure. They took a house across the, the, the Pacific. Yeah, they, they, got, they figured out how many balloons could lift their house. Right. And, yeah, and it was, I remember it, that. It was a fun yeah, I saw the behind the scenes on that. They, they yeah. wasted a lot of money, but they got it right. Well, and only like three people died, so I mean, <laughs> but Pixar's got a lot of workers, including that guy's wife. It was fucking sad. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> that that hurts. That was that was a definitely Too a moment soon. where I had the uh, the old uh, popcorn napkins were going to the eyes on that on that scene. I should have hit the oh yeah sounder right when you said that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's Jingle Bells right now. I have to switch it back. Um, but yeah, the I just watched Avatar, the new one, the the Way of the Water, and. Just the military, like James Cameron, I, I got to give props to him. As a director, he gets very into the details of things and like the way the military is fighting against the blue creatures, like the way they're operating. The Navi. The, yeah, the Navi. And the, the way that they're saying they're, they're the lines and stuff, you can tell he's done a lot of research on like tactics and, and communication between military guys and stuff. So like, I always appreciate that when, you, when you're getting stuff right. He spent 10 years on Nobu from Star Wars, the planet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did. He knows Nabu? exactly what's going on. Nobu, the Nabu, sushi Nobu restaurant. The, he was in the And that's where they showed him how they connect their ponytails to their. He's doing, their co doing cocaine in the bathroom animal. with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's my shag. I mean, my snag right if, there with Walter. So if I'm if I'm snagging in a movie full of like very real performances. I think two people really stood out to me. The first one was a bit part and a bit player, and that is fucking Sudeikis. And just being like the kind of douchey sort of like, he's the boss and he knows it and he doesn't really want to work. So he's just kind of pushing stuff off on other people, like constantly asking Olivia Wilde to be like, I'm supposed to call all these people. Will you do it, please? Come on, will you do it? You know what I mean? Like Everybody's had a boss like that. Now, my question about that is when she announces, hey, I'm single, blah, 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 and they go, was he, was, in his mind, was he kind of thinking he might try to try to hit on her that night? I think night? you're supposed to think that. And I think yeah. that you think that even more because you know that they're like, we're together. And you think like, oh, she's going to hook up with the boss. But I love that she hooked up with weird fucking right. tight pants Because he, he kind of bails. I think, he, I think he's the, he, he, knew he was professional enough to be like, yep. I shouldn't do this. And he bails. He like gets himself out of the situation. But he for sure wanted to. I think so. But I think so too. The fact that all of this was just kind of improvised script-wise, I mean, we know how their relationship ended, and yeah. maybe they're getting some real feelings out there. I don't know. I don't know. Controversy. So, so I thought his character in a very small role was really good at being the kind of, like, the boss that is just trying to push all of his responsibilities off onto lower-level employees. I really like that. And then the second one is the ultimate 
pretentious, douchey Portlandia guy, which is fucking Ron Livingston. <laughs> like, he plays it so fucking good. And it's astounded me because I think he's really a shit actor. Like, he's not good at acting. But he was so good in this. When he gets into the right role, like I said, in right Office role. Space, he's perfect for that role because he's just kind of like I think he's. And I think he's great in Band of Brothers. He's, oh, see, I haven't seen Band of Brothers yet. We oh talked about that. Gosh. I know Nate's yeah. son was telling me I got to watch it. Yeah, he's he's really really good in that. He, he you know he does a really good job of being just a, his. There's an episode that kind of focuses on him. He does a really good job of just being a dude that's just mentally just done. But in this, his like special blend of quiet, judging, sort of pretentious, kind of just oozing like sort of. He's like he's a, he's got that quiet. I'm better than you thing going, mm-hmm. which I just I felt it, man. You could feel it, and fucking Josh Johnson's character could feel it. Well, introverted, and like when he goes to any of those little things, like he, like that joke, like he tells that joke, but he immediately kind of like backs away from it. Like he's not he's not trying to do that to like be the life of the party. He it's, just happened to say one thing. That he, he says something funny. funny, but he's too cool to tell a joke. And right. he realizes that after he tells the joke, he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm too cool to do that. Don't do that. Don't." Do yeah, that. and he kind of he kind of backs out. He he doesn't he wasn't using that to like be like a a prop to like jump in to be like, "Hey, I'm cool. Like, let's hang out." Like he was just kind of like in a movie full yeah. of terrible decisions. The best decision made in this movie that I really respected was him not fucking Olivia Wilde when she comes over to his house, obviously drunk, and he's like, "Look." We I, this isn't working. Like we're not gonna do this. Yeah. Like obviously she just wanted to hook up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like freaking. I I, I like that too. But that's my that's my snag from the movie. All right, body bags. I'll lead it off here because mine's just very stupid and technical. Um, in movies, when someone turns a light off and it's not actually dark, <laughs> like as they're about to go to bed. I know you need to be able to see shit because it's a movie and you got to see what the characters are doing. Right. But it just it's so stupid to me when they go and like they turn off the lights, like like they're gonna go to sleep. And it's still fucking like hella light in there, right. and I'm like, who sleeps Le- in that? Type at least of go light? to night vision or something. Yeah, it just, I mean, it would it would be weird. How dope would it be if they just went to night vision? <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, it's like the predators, like the, the heat seeking fucking. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's it's an annoyance that I see in movies, and every time it happens, I'm like, I understand why you have to have at least some light in here, but. Right. It just does not look that. It doesn't look dark, and if you're trying to go to sleep, you want it way darker than that. <laughs> no, so I stupid like body bag, but <laughs> that's what it is. While I'm thinking about it, what are Kendra's thoughts on this movie? She's obviously seen it. Um, does she like it? I don't. So she, I believe she's watched it with me once, and oh, okay. we haven't really talked much about it. But I want to go back and rewatch it, especially after doing this pod again. Um, and and kind of pay a little more attention with your guys's insight in mind because they kind of shifts the perspective. I would be curious um, to see her insight. And I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to do it with her and and see right. get, get a little more of like what her her thoughts are on it. So, um, body bags. I kind of I mentioned this earlier. I'm body bagging the title of the movie. It just it doesn't fit this movie. Drinking buddies. You're like, hey, drinking buddies. Hey, let's go fucking have some drinks and have fun <laughs> but, and shit. And that the intention, though, it's supposed to kind of like they are drinking buddies, like essentially. But to me, the title made me think that all four of them were drinking buddies, and there's going to be this kind of wacky thing between these four. Again, it just well, especially it, with the poster, right? The poster got all four yeah. of them all on four there. Of them sitting there. And so in my brain, it created this little mini movie of how it was supposed to be. And again, I went into it just with the wrong frame of of, of mind. So it just, I just think that it's a bad title. Body bag in uh, Anna Kendrick's character, who I think I like Anna Kendrick. I think she was great. What I did not like 
was her obviously wanting out of the relationship, wanting something else, wanting something that this guy was not willing to give. She knows that. She obviously knows it. And then she's just, she's just basically cheated on him. She wants to not be in a relationship with him, but she's hammering him about marrying her. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That's almost like a, that'll solve our problems. If we yeah. do that, we have like to be happy with each other if we get that done. And I get, I think, I think what they were trying to put out was that like the reason that she's stepping out of the marriage or like not as into it is because of his reluctance to commit he to the marriage. Yeah, he won't settle it. But what I was getting from it was like, she was like really doubling down on them getting married yeah. after she was like actively sabotaging the marriage. Yeah. Like it was very weird to me. Very weird, very weird dynamic. Uh, and that's just a personal feeling that I got from it. Um, and that, and that was like, that was like the big problem that I had with it. Like the other stuff, like obviously there's, there's a lot of other dynamics that were weird, but that one certain thing where she kept doubling down on the getting married thing. And I was like, why, why do you want to get married? You don't even like this dude. Right. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You guys don't even want to hang out. <laughs> I don't understand that people that want to, that, that are in unhappy relationships and then decide to get married or have a kid or right. do all of these things because they think that's going to make shit better. Like that just floors me, dude. It's like, yeah. yeah. What are when you doing? You, when you see that happen, it's just like, it, it hurts. Cause it's just like, uh, it's sad too, you, because especially when it's somebody, you know, and like, yeah. you, you have to kind of be like, Oh yeah, congrats. Right. But it's like, you know, in the back of your mind, like, I went to a wedding one time and and we actually were actively it was a, it was a friend but we were actively like taking bets at like how long this marriage would last. It was like wow. one of those scenes where we're just we're sitting around the table as they're like up there at their little like wedding table and we're just like how long do you think this will last? And it was like over under and I think consensus was like under two years and yeah. we were right. Well, I oh, think shit. I think statistically two years is like the, you know, like it's whatever breaking point pretty yeah. Much, yeah. Wow. Uh, All right, what do you got, Walter? I've, so I've, Body bagging. I've got a couple, but um, Zach's takes. Zach already, <laughs> Zach already kind of touched on one. The the whole like doubling down on a relationship you don't want to be in because yep, you right. think that'll make it better. I thought like I that was one of my body bags, but I think Zach did a pretty good job of talking about that. Um, so the, the 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 two that I'll just briefly mention that I don't like at all. One is I just don't like Ron Livingston. I mean, he played the, you, bro. he played the role great, and I think <laughs> right. that's because he was unlikable in the film. And he did that so well because I don't like him. <laughs> so like right. I don't like him as an actor. Uh, and and he he came across as unlikable. Be, and I I don't know how much of that was my own bias, but I feel like not a lot of it because you're saying you feel that same way, Zach. Yeah. So I'd body bag him, um, but I wouldn't put anyone else in the role because it, it made me really dislike him. It made me really root for Jake Johnson even more. Um, and then all of Olivia Wilde's salads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Those salads. Those terrible ass yeah. salads. Or shitty salads. <laughs> shitty salads. <laughs> Stick to the fries. Yeah. For sure. All right. We're moving on. Let's keep it going. Crackle, Pluto, HBO, find anime on Crunchyroll. Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV. What the fuck is Fubo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. Of course, ever since we recorded that, like Fubo comes up all the time now. Like it just, <laughs> it'll be like, oh, it's on Fubo, or like I hear something about Fubo. I'm like, what the fuck is Fubo? But now it's like all up in my brain. Like it shows uh -huh. up all the time. Yeah, I don't get it. All right, we're streaming recommendations. So, uh, what does this movie make you feel like other people should watch? I again didn't really. I was expecting a different movie, and. Anna Kendrick to me wasn't Anna Kendrick to me. And so when I think of that, I want to see her in a very Anna Kendrick role, which is Mr. Right, which is a yeah. movie about 
a hitman. Sam Rockwell. Uh, Sam Rockwell is a hitman, and it's a fun little uh, crazy chemistry between. I love the chemistry between them in this movie. It's a fun movie. Um, it's on Netflix, so uh, check out Mr. Right. A little hidden it, gem, for sure. It is, yeah. How good is Sam Rockwell, by the way? He's, oh, I love that he's guy. I love Sam Rockwell. I love so that. much. I love Moon, I, I love that movie yeah. so much. That's a, that's a good one. So, uh, so my streaming recommendation, I got two. So a lot of ad-libbing, actually funny. Like, I know this movie wasn't trying to be funny, right. which, I, which I respect. But I think both of these movies are very funny, and I think both of these movies are very similar, kind of the male-female counterparts, and one of them was directed by the lovely armpitted Olivia Wilde, which is Booksmart. I don't know if you guys have seen Booksmart, uh, and the other one is Superbad. So we just watched both of these movies. We watched Superbad a couple nights ago. Fuck, it's good. It's so funny. It's so good. And they're just like, the the it's, it's another one of those like Apatow-esque deals where they're just like riffing and just joke after joke after joke and like you know the funniest stuff makes the movie which I dig like and I wonder how much hit the cutting room floor in this movie like I wonder how much there was what's it what are you saying did we do super bad on the nope. basement tapes we've never done it we didn't do a basement we've never tapes? done super bad mm-mm We've talked about it. We will be doing it. We will be doing it. We'll do it at some point. Yeah, for sure. But in the same vein of Superbad, there is the the female version, I feel, which is Booksmart. And man, it's good. I really, really like it. Well-directed. Beanie uh, Beanie, uh, Feldman, uh, Jonah Hill's sister, plays uh, one of the main characters in that one. And fuck, she is funny and quick-witted and really, really good. Um, I think you guys should go check them out. one of uh, Booksmart is on Peacock and uh, Superbad is on HBO Max, and they're both fucking great. And most people have already seen them, but go check them out if you haven't. Uh, <clears throat> I've got I got two. One's not a movie. If you want more Jake Johnson, and who doesn't, to be honest, New Girl on Netflix. All so the seasons good. are on Netflix, and he there's a lot more laughs in New Girl. Uh, it's I think seven seasons, so there's plenty of episodes to watch, and he is witty and hilarious and he um i, I relate I, I relate to uh to nick in new girl also although my wife would say that i'm probably more of a schmidt so schmidt uh, whoever plays schmidt i don't know who his, his, his actor name is, is uh but dude uh, he's so fucking funny in that show like he's legit laugh out loud every episode mango chutney yes dude the way he pronounces <laughs> words and stuff <laughs> so is just good. so silly um, so yeah i would say new girl for more uh, max greenfield his name I would say uh, New Girl, it's a series, but you get more laughs. But in terms of something that's kind of this realistic and a little more dramatic and has a little more weight to it, on Netflix is um, it's called Marriage Story. Yep. And that's got Adam Driver. It's got Scarlett Johansson. And that is a really, really heartbreaking look at a marriage falling apart. It's heavy um, as fuck. It's extremely heavy. It's very depressing. I would say don't watch it alone um, and watch it maybe in the daytime just you know so you don't go to bed that depressed because it's it's pretty depressing <laughs> but the acting in it is phenomenal um and i i, I watch a lot of the 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 uh, scripted videos and you know, where they show the scene and they have the script rolling underneath it and the i, I, I don't want to spoil anything but the the main argument they have in the film that 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 pivotal argument scene they did it to the script to a t but no part of it felt like it was scripted. It felt very organic and very like from their hearts. And that was Noah Bombach was that. Yep. And it's, yeah. The the way that it's shot is is really cool. Yeah. Really well shot. So I, I'd say that's a, if you're looking for something in this same kind of heavy kind of dramatic 
with that tone than Marriage Story. Going yeah. going back to Barbie real quick, that preview we talked about it is Noah Baumbach and uh, Greta Gerwig co-wrote Barbie. Barbie. Wow, <laughs> that's insane. So it's who just knows so weird. What, who yeah. knows what we're gonna get with that? But uh, all right, my stream recommendation is uh, Reality Bites. Uh, another kind of situation where you have a, a, a girl who's kind of just aloof, likes hanging out and having fun with her friends, and she kind of gets caught between the guy that she thinks she wants to be with but the guy that she probably should be with, and it's got a little love triangle kind of thing going. It's got another more Portland vibes. More Portland <laughs> vibes, even though it takes place in, in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Uh, but, yeah, it's I, – I, okay, I, wore, I watched this like probably like early December – on streaming, but now it must have just left streaming because oh. it looks like you got to rent that. So I apologize. Apple TV, you can rent it for three ninety nine, I think. Yeah, two ninety nine maybe. Who knows? Reality Bites, though, uh, check that out. Uh, it's a an early nineties silly classic. All right, we're moving, reshelving. Let's do this. No jet watch for Maverick. Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic. Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. Scott's dropping those beats. Mm. He's Dude. like the Dr. Dre of VVK. <laughs> he is like the Dr. Dre of VVK. I, like I forget about that bumper every time <laughs> until I hear it on an episode, and it fucking... It, sorry, I think I've dropped two F-bombs now, but it, it makes me laugh every time, and it all I can do is picture... So you got, have you guys seen Straight Outta Compton? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. The scene where they put Eazy-E into the booth, and he has no idea how to rap, but they kind of coach him through it and get him there. Yeah. I just picture Scotch doing that to Brad. <laughs> like, no, that's not the right way to do it. That's not the right way to do it. Do it. Just say it this way. Trust, trust me, Scotch is not teaching Brad how to rap. Brad's an experienced <laughs> rapper, very experienced. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got some skills here. Um, so anyway, we are going to be reshelving. But before, a lot of times we like to talk about the uh, the movie ending song, and I think I don't remember what song they played at the end. It was something either. mellow, something yeah. kind of. And and I thought, you know what? If we're gonna switch this out. Uh, they're sitting there. They're, ha they're they're sharing their beer. They're kind of passing their food back and forth. They're reconnecting. I mean, if you want to just hit the nail on the head, all of a sudden you hear, do, tss, do, tss, do, tss, do, tss. you make me desecrate you. What? Closer. <laughs> Hold on. A little closer. <laughs> oh nine inch nails. Nine inch nails uh. closer. I want to fuck you like an animal. Oh yeah, I think that's the, that's what the underlying tension there is. That they they definitely there's a lot of sexual tension going, and uh, closer would be would be a, a ridiculous ending song for this movie. So oh, I don't see that song as any sort of romantic yeah. sexual song. That's a very like I'm gonna kill you first and then fuck you like an animal. I think the the, the song has to be fucking. Uh, no. There you go. So because the movie's a little heavy and, and definitely makes you feel things, um, I'd want to bring it up a little bit. want to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. And also, let's just say what needs to happen. Why don't we get drunk and screw <laughs> a little Jimmy Buffett and just, hey, it, they were they're tiptoeing around it the whole fucking movie just get drunk and screw and get it over with and yeah. let's just see it just do it right here in the lunchroom 
Yeah. 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 Right there right in the lunchroom. Room. We're yeah. already drinking. So that's what I that's what I heard. <laughs> she grabs the banana and starts un, un, unpeeling it. Oh, Jesus, Brad. Where are we going with <laughs> wow. this? Oh, wow. This is a family pod. Gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I don't think it's an alternate ending that I have. I think it's an alternate beginning. So I think that what happened was Jason Sudeikis, you know, he, he left... Before he started uh, running this brewery, he had a really horrible boss <laughs> that he hated, and he's like, you know, he he wanted to he wanted to break that mold when he came to this brewery after he left that company, but instead of that, he's just starting to become him, and he's making everyone else do his own work, making everyone else do everything for him, so he just kind of sits back and and doesn't have to do any work, and the, then the movie goes on to where Jason Sudeikis pretty much just becomes the horrible boss but we like him in this in this sequel because all his employees are just fucking each other and he's like nothing gets done and all the beer stops getting made and everyone <laughs> just starts getting into glover's quarrels and he hates everyone that works for him and this the the movie ends with him uh, murdering them all yeah. Oh, I'm Jesus, in. Wow. A bit of rage. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, finally Zach's like, okay, yeah, now, now it's <laughs> a good he's movie. he's so angry. Okay. He's so angry that he, he's become his horrible boss that he just has to take oh it out my on God. his employees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to reshelf this and make it the movie that I was expecting. I, I want to make this the, 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 the funny buddy comedy that, that, I, that I wanted to see. You mean Strange Brew? Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out he to said, he said earlier funny. Episode. First yeah. of all, he said funny. Oh, Zachy. Oh, if you haven't heard our Strange Brew episode, it's early on and oh man, it's it's I love it. It, it caused some friction. It caused some friction. Um but yeah, no, I want Ron Langston to play Peter from Office Space. I want Anna Kendrick to play the crazy chicken Mr. Wright, and I want Jason Sudeikis to be fucking Ted Lasso. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I want those characters in this movie, and it's all zany and funny, and uh, everybody gets drunk and screws each other and cracks jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that at all. I think that there's a way to make this exact same plot really funny. I think that uh, you'd, have to, you'd have to write a little bit more into it and have it be less atmospheric and moody, but I think you could do it for sure. So... My alternate ending is not really an alternate ending. I just want to have a discussion with my co-hosts, and we've sort of touched on it, but where does this movie go? If this movie ends a year after it ends, or if they make a sequel with all of these same characters, where, where, where are these relationships headed? Like, what, what, what happens with, with the, the friendship uh, slash relationship of Olivia Wilde and, and Mr. Johnson? Where does, uh, where does the relationship with uh, Anna Kendrick... Uh, and, and and Mr. Johnson, you know what I mean. What is where where does all this so go? You, you want thinking? the extended cut? I'm just curious, like what your guys' thoughts are. Like I always I always try and think, especially in these relationship movies. You know, my question is always how long because because usually in these movies that we watch on the pod, they get together at the end, right? And then I always think, do they stay together or do they break up? So yeah, rank rank the the, the how long they last between. Oh, I like this, that. This one and um, obviously. Um, Goodwill Hunting. What happens first? Okay. Does 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 Anna Kendrick and the Johnson guy get married, or does the Johnson guy and Olivia Wilde get together first? What happens first in the like timeline? actually hook up? Hook yep, up? man, that's that's a good question because I, I feel like the worst case scenario is like he just gets married, he and uh, Olivia Wilde never end up doing anything, and then they're just all three miserable for like the rest of their lives. So I, I feel like 
Go ahead. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that Jake Johnson and Anna Kendrick, if this movie continued on, get married. I think. I think that he's been through enough where he's gonna like realize, okay, I can't let this happen. And and just I think that the 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 position he's in at work is one that you know when something's bad, and you know when you shouldn't continue doing it. Hey, things are going wrong. We need to change this, or that didn't work at all. I need to do something different. Yeah. And I would like to think that that he starts to realize that in his personal life and he, he and Angie Kendrick, Anna Kendrick don't end up getting married or getting, getting, staying together. That's what I, that's what I think would happen. I think the most realistic, want to happen. right. I, I agree with you. I think the most realistic ending to this is that he does marry Anna Kendrick and then Olivia Wilde gets in another relationship. They're both still unhappy and then they have some sort of like affair. You know what I mean? That's like where the movie seemed to be headed to me. Mm-hmm. If we want to end it terribly, we could also just change the ending to uh, the the ending of Chasing Amy, where uh, 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 what's his Ooh, name? Anna Kendrick and Olivia Wilde hook up. Jake Johnson sits down <laughs> on the couch and he's I'm got listening. he's got he's got Olivia Wilde there and he's got uh, well no Ron Livingston's not him I guess that, as I say yeah he's gonna bring he's gonna bring his wife in and so it's gonna be the Chasing Amy scene but he's got the two girls because like, I just think we just need to have a three way <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> So yeah, that's how that's how you make it a terrible ending, and yeah, but I like the ending. I think it was a it was a good movie, and I, I do I think it it went the way it was supposed to go, and it worked. And I was actually happier at the ending than I was midway through. I appreciate that yeah. they don't go where you think they're going to go with right. every romantic comedy where they get together at the end. Yep. I appreciate that they did not yep. do that. All right, so that is Drinking Buddies, folks. And as we've been sitting here making uh, brewing beer, like you guys don't know, but we've been like through some more steps of the process as we've been uh, moving along here. So uh, BVK IPA coming to you January 21st at Last Call Brewing. Little fun party night if you can make it. And uh, coming up next week, Scotch Beck has got, he's been, he's been in the lab, you know, kind of creating some some new things and he had some new ideas for a speed draft yeah you know we're just we're kind of doing a different episode here we're gonna work kind of you know a work episode we got we got the brewery going here and and so we thought we'd do a little different draft you know it's not going to be this isn't what we're gonna do don't freak out normal listeners they're not going to change things we might tweak some things in the new year we got some ideas we want to do but we're not going to get too far from the formula but we wanted to try something different something fun and so uh, next week, we're going to do a speed draft. So it might not be the longest episode you've ever listened to, but it's going to be some BBK, some fresh new content for you. And uh, I, th- I can imagine that beyond that, we're going to have our 100th episode. Who knows what's going to happen on that? And then right. beyond that, we'll be back to pretty much normal operations. Yeah. Can we announce what we're doing for the 100th episode? Or have we not, have we not fully discussed that? <laughs> I think it's still uh, a brewing right now over there in the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brad. I don't know. Was that an Easter egg? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'll, we yeah, will find out. We've talked about it. And uh, I, I know if, if we stick with what we're talking about, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. People are going to love the episode we talk about on the 100th. So, All right, see. gentlemen. Thank you guys so much. Walter, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. Jake, everybody, AJ, Liza, you guys are all awesome. Thank you for having us out. It's starting to rain. It's a beautiful gray day in Oakdale, California. Not too cold. Not not too bad. Not too cold, not too hot. Nothing a couple beers can't fix. I call this Goldilocks weather. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.
favorite podcast, The Star.